Good morning, good morning, Sid Paul. This is your unbougie foodie, Wesley Wright. Thank you so much for joining me this morning, as always. I hope you had a wonderful week. And it is Saturday, thankfully. Looking forward to the remaining portion of the week, the weekend, that is. Um, I know we're just beginning, but still, uh, it's giving us an opportunity to get together and talk about food. So, again, once again, thank you for uh, tuning in this morning. You know, again, I'm here every Saturday at 10 a.m. Bringing you exciting uh, new places to eat, recipes, uh, restaurants to visit within the community. And if you want to follow me and find out more information on you know, some of these places, as well as you know recipes posting or that I've been that I discuss on the air, uh, please visit my uh, Facebook page, The Unbougie Foodie, uh, or Instagram at the underscore Unbougie Foodie. And then, of course, there is Twitter, <laughs> which is at Unbougie Foodie. And as always, I'm so open uh, to, you know, talk and discuss uh, you know, either on the air or in email <laughs> or however you're contacting me through social media. Uh, on air, uh, you could certainly call the radio station and, you know, offer maybe a suggestion or ask a question about, you know, uh, someplace in the neighborhood that you might be interested, depending upon your cuisine and what you like, that you might, uh, that you would like a suggestion on. Uh, But to call the radio station and to talk to me, it will be 651-200-3479. Again, that's 651-200-3479. So uh, remember the number. (laughs) but if you again just even have a, a comment and want to let me know how the show is doing leave a message on my facebook page or feel free to uh, send me a a message an email if you would through the unbougie foodie at gmail.com again that's the unbougie foodie at gmail.com and i'll answer as quickly as i can <laughs> you know i'm all about uh getting you know back to listeners uh, if they have a suggestion or a comment or so forth, so I'm 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 here for you. <laughs> I hope you know that. So let's get started. Um, there are a few things that I want to talk about. Um, you know, please remind me. Keep me honest. <laughs> I gotta tell you all about Seventh uh, Street Live. Remind you about that, and you know, if anything, I'll probably be reminding you about that on a weekly basis um, until the event, and then the day of the event. Yeah, you got to show up. <laughs> but let's again, let's get started. Um, there were, you know, there's a, I won't say a serious topic, but you know, again, I, I'm always trying to bring talking about food awareness or sometimes social issues regarding the community and food associated with food. Um, and you know, we, on this show, we talk so much about uh, so many different variety of foods and I want, uh, everyone to know, uh, first off, I'm not a nutritionist. Um, but 
you know, I do try to do my research and make sure to provide that information um, to the community or to listeners so that they can make a decision for themselves and do their own research. Um, and so uh, I don't I don't think I, I know I have a small group of friends, if you would, that might be either vegetarian or vegan. And again, that's a whole nother show. But I would really love, you know, I would would definitely look forward to having um, one of my other friends uh, that are uh, vegetarian or more living a more plant-based life uh, and doing cuisine that's more plant-based to come on the show and we could discuss that even further because I as much as research that I'm I'm doing um, it's probably not at the level of truly understanding about the different plant-based cuisines or diets that are out there um but that brings me to the topic of uh you know how are you what are you doing you know in reference to if you are doing a plant-based um lifestyle or living a plant-based lifestyle um what exactly are you doing and what are your what are your reasons behind it um one article i I was looking in uh, Mississippi market actually is a great resource uh, for finding out uh, things such as plant-based life and uh, lifestyles and cuisines. Uh, And in their monthly magazine, taste for life. And you could certainly for more information, you could find uh, go to uh, tasteforlife.com to find out uh, additional information about this subject. Um, You know, and they've entitled it Firmly Planted. So it talks about, you know, plant protein and mentions that 30% of Americans are actually trying to eat a more plant based or plant protein lifestyle because they believe it's affordable and it's a sustainable uh, meat change uh, or meat choice or food choice, excuse me. Um, and could certainly see that because you know especially when you're living within the bounds of a city you don't i mean really you can't raise cattle (laughs) but what is easier and really is affordable uh even if you just have a small little backyard or something you could seriously grow a number of fruits and vegetables and uh, again you know very affordable and sustainable um and that's what they're trying that's what they're leaning towards um but you know interesting topics or subjects that they're mentioning um why they're going towards that plant um, base or plant protein um lifestyle and cuisine um medical school of course so again always research um, Harvard Medical School uh, researchers there they found that when you substitute three percent of calories you know from from animal based or animal protein with plant protein, um, it was linked to a twelve percent reduction uh, of a risk of dying from heart disease, as well as a ten percent um, reduction of dying from any cause um, under you know over a third thirty two year um, period or the time period that they did their study. Um, it goes on to say that uh, a specific re- uh, registered dietitian um, in Toronto mentioned that switching to a plant-based life is better 
in the long term, it lowers the risk for heart disease as well as obesity. Now, yes, I know that we talk about the different variety of foods and so forth that I <laughs> consume, as well as you know other friends that have been on the show, um, places that we've talked about. Um, true enough, you do have to actually make your decision and take steps necessary in living a healthy lifestyle. Uh, if it does mean um, turning more to a plant protein uh, cuisine, uh, and again, that would be vegetarian, uh, vegan, so on and so forth. Um, it really is up to you. Uh, I'm making sure that I'm bringing this information to you just to inform and provide some information. Um, and just, you know, sometimes even when you're doing research, you start to think of it personally as, wow, can I really be, uh, you know, more a vegetarian for myself? I love vegetables. I really, really do. However, <laughs> I know personally, um, I don't know if I really could be just truly vegetarian or vegan. I mean, there again, there are different levels and so forth, but uh, I would miss um, eating shrimp and chicken and beef and <laughs> a few other things. <laughs> but the the article goes on to say that, you know, um, and that registered dietitian, Andy DeSantos, he mentioned that Eating a wide variety or wide array of plant-based um, foods such as fruits, vegetables, nuts and seeds, um, as well as milk alternatives uh, such as soy, um, you know, it, it would help you in definitely uh, your it would help you in the long term, especially if you've been relying on animal based uh, foods for whatever protein that you're looking for. Uh, and there are so many different types uh, that are available. I mean, they have a just as examples of protein, um, the different types of protein or plant based, uh, for instance, nuts and seeds, um, hemp seeds, uh, pumpkin seeds, soybeans, uh, quinoa. You know how I feel about quinoa. I don't dislike it, but, you know, I think it needs to be just prepared a certain type of way. Um, lentils, um, whole grains, you know, lentil pastas, legumes. So it, it's a wide variety. Uh, and there's much more uh, that it goes on and to talk about. But um, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietitians, um, uh, dietetics, excuse me, uh, they state that being a truly planned vegetarian, and that also includes a vegan lifestyle. Um, it is very help, healthful, healthful, uh, as well as nutritionally adequate um, when you're trying to prevent uh, treatment of certain diseases such as type 2 diabetes, cancers, hypertension, uh, as well as you know others. I mean, just really. Uh, providing you with a healthy way of living. Now, to my point that I was mentioning about, you know, perhaps I might not be able to be that jump right into being a vegetarian and going to a full plant-based protein cuisine and lifestyle. Um, true, it's not. vegetarian. Vegetarianism and veganism, um, even though it's very healthy, it isn't for everyone. 
Um, and really, we shouldn't knock anyone for if they choose to be or not to be uh, or you know, to going down that route of a plant based lifestyle. Um, but, you know, the uh, the uh, nutritionist, um, Andy DeSanto, does say that people that don't, you know, choose to go that route they can still consider maybe like a halfway point or maybe do some compromise. Um, very popular out in, I've heard many times either among friends, uh, but even there are cookbooks um, that focus specifically on the Mediterranean diet. And this emphasizes plant foods with just a sprinkling of maybe some type of dairy or meat and seafood and pro uh, and poultry Uh so that is something to consider, certainly. <laughs> um, American Heart Association talks about, you know, having a plant protein um, diet. Um, it makes sure that you are going to have that caloric outtake or intake um, that you need for you know, energy. So, again, the it's a very interesting article. And if you're in, if you desire a a look into it further um as i mentioned before at the outset um before we talked on the subject um visit talk uh, taste of life or tasteforlife.com and specifically the article is entitled firmly planted exploring non-meat resources or sources of protein um and of course you know there are uh Sources that you could also look into as well. Specifically, you know, there's a, a article on the association of animal and plant protein intake with all cause and cause specific mortality, um, and that is uh, provided by uh, the Journal of the American Medical Association or JAMA. <laughs> uh, that was back in October 16. Our um, plant proteins uh, complete proteins. That's a Consumer Report article um, that was available uh, in February uh, 2017. And again, many other articles uh, that were referenced um, that use these sources and and references uh, for the article of Firmly Planted. So again, look into that and make your choice, make your decision and don't let anybody else try to tell you, oh, well, you should do it. Doing your research provides you with the knowledge and the education necessary for you to make that decision, not for anybody else. Um, definitely consult a doctor and even a nutritionist. Um, when you have personally made that decision, they could also help you um, verify and confirm, hey, uh, is this the best type of diet or lifestyle for me and then go from there (laughs) what do i always say never let anyone tell you what kind of food you to be (laughs) because really it's about (laughs) i should add it's about you and the food (laughs) but yeah so way cool on that so i know again there are some friends out there that are vegetarian uh, or they lead more of a plant-based or plant protein and plant-focused 
lifestyle it and you know have their cuisine specific to i don't really do meats and so forth so hey if you're interested um i'm more than interested in having you on more not interested more than excited to have you on air uh with me just talking about your own experience about that so hey you know Okay, this is going to probably sound bad because we're talking we've been talking about plant based (laughs) uh, cuisine and lifestyle and so forth. So (laughs) I'm going to be going into (laughs) a particular recipe that I saw jumping from one one to another one one spectrum to the other one end of the spectrum to another. Um, it was a recipe that I, um, have had, gosh, for quite some time. Um, I had gone to a cooking class, uh, my goodness, I can't even remember. Oh, wow. It was 2011, (laughs) 2011, but it was a cooking class, um, in St. Paul, um, which I have to remind you, but I have to tell you about a cooking class that I went to just on Thursday, which was really exciting. Um, hopefully I'll have time to get to it if I don't next week (laughs) or I'll put it online, but this particular cooking class, it, um, we had various, I don't know, it was more grilling, uh, how to do a salsa. One, how was how to do two salsas, um, salsa mexicana, uh, salsa verde, um, and then making a, (laughs) a sangria. Uh, it is summertime, so, you know, this is the time to really enjoy, uh, you know, a nice, refreshing adult beverage, um, especially in this heat, man, I'm telling you. Um, but, uh, again, th- there was also a, a pineapple chipotle salsa. Uh, but, so all three of those. But in, in addition to all of those that we focused on there were other recipes that i want to talk one i want to specifically talk about which is grilled marinated flank beef for steak um and it is again a recipe uh, but in in mentioning the recipe there is a point that i'm going to make as well so let's go through the recipe if you have a pen and paper as always i encourage you always you're having your cup of coffee or having breakfast and you're sitting and listening to us yeah always good to have a pen and paper handy because you never know what exciting uh recipe is gonna show up on the (laughs) on the show so again this one is grilled marinated uh flank steak or beef um the ingredients that you're going to need for this uh it starts off with a quarter cup of oil and I'd say olive oil. I, I really enjoy cooking with olive oil. I mean, again, we, we were talking about uh, more plant-based proteins and so forth. Um, if you're already cooking with olive oil, you know you're on uh, headed down the right path. Um, hello, it's olive oil. <laughs> so, yeah. You get use olive oil instead. <laughs> the next is three-quarter cup of... Three-quarter cups of... Um, uh, red wine vinegar, one tablespoon of lime juice, one teaspoon of ground cumin seed, 
So, ground cumin. <laughs> um, 2011, I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> the, the different um, wording to use. The next is one tablespoon of uh, McCormick's uh, Montreal Steak Seasoning. And that Montreal steak seasoning, I mean, it, it really is kind of specific to when you're having a steak or beef. True enough, you can use it on chicken as well. But because of the different type of flavors that are in it, um, gosh, you want to use it always on beef. So, yeah, one tablespoon of McCormick Montreal steak seasoning. Next is uh, one to two teaspoons of hot sauce. Now, that is left up to you what type of hot sauce you want to use. Um, I don't have a I don't have a, a, a recommendation. I mean, okay, I, I love Frank's Frank's um, Frank's hot. Yeah, I, I enjoy it immensely. <laughs> But there are, if you want to add maybe a little bit of uh, Caribbean type of feel to it, there are some certain seasonings that are out there. Or depending upon your heat level, you know, hey, maybe there are some other uh, Scoville laden liquids that you'd like to add to that uh, that might be a little bit different some habanero hot sauce or something who knows but anyway it is one to two teaspoons of hot sauce next is one tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce three cloves of garlic minced and then important is two pounds of flank steak and then the last ingredients is two green onions or scallions as they're also referred to as sliced on the bias. <laughs> uh, remember that because that is going to actually be something that I'm going to talk about specific to the meat. But uh, again, that whole cutting on the bias, we'll get to that. So the instructions for this is and it's it's quite simple it really is uh combined all the marinated and marinade ingredients in a bowl and then pour over the flank steak um allow the steak to then marinate for about 45 minutes then you're going to preheat a grill or a grill pan you know some of us live in an apartment so we have to use a grill pan uh hopefully you're using a, a nice cast iron <laughs> grill pan if you don't have, uh, you know, a grill um, in the wonderful outdoors or in backyard or patio. Yeah. I'm just, can you tell my jealousy is setting in? No. Um, so, yeah, either you, you preheat your grill or a grill pan. Uh, and once it's hot, you're going to grill the flank, um, the steak, turning it uh, over after about eight minutes on each side. Um, so it's going to be kind of cooked medium rare. Now that is, that could be a whole nother subject on the different levels of cooking and different steaks. So these are just sub topics. And as we're coming across certain subjects, keep in mind, never know, they could be upcoming shows we are coming to grilling season and you know how folks sometimes grill a steak or maybe that hamburger to, uh, <laughs> to death. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
So in this instance, you're going to be cooking it medium rare. So that's about 160 to 175 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, then you're going to allow that to rest on a cutting board for 8 to 15 minutes. Now, that's important because um, if you're not familiar with you know cooking a steak and specifically any type of beef, um, and it really can be with any meat, actually, you want your meat to retain the juices, uh, you know, you're already cooking it and it's bringing out the or extracting those juices from the whatever meat it is specifically beef that you're cooking um, but you don't want it to just totally release so that when you are when your guests or your family members or whatever are eating um, that meat that you've prepared or that you've grilled it is totally all the moisture has just simply run out um, because you've cut it too quickly or you cut it, you felt that you needed to cut it, you know, two or three minutes just for it to cool down and then off the grill and you're already put slicing it. No, no, no. So, and again, it is, a, I won't say a science, but it can be because certain types of meat you want to at rest, maybe a shorter time frame or a longer time frame. Here for this one, Again, for this flank steak, it is saying allow to rest on a cutting board for to, for eight to fifteen minutes. Eight to fifteen minutes. I've seen also that you could kind of like maybe put put a cover on it or a, maybe like a bowl to keep in that moisture. That also does help keep in that moisture as well because the heat as it's being released. Um, again, what happens when um, something has for instance been boiling water uh, on the stove as it begins to boil and heat and steam release uh, it eva water starts to evaporate so likewise in the case of having your meat sit there uh, rather than just having it out in the open put a cover or maybe like a bowl over that um, retaining the moisture even more so after you know it's been resting then it says to slice the beef on the bias and then arrange it on a platter, a platter and then garnish it with uh, green onions. Now, notice I mentioned that part about slicing the beef on the bias. Uh, I talked about that on you know, the, the green onions, slicing it on the bias. And you're probably wondering, OK, gosh, what is that? Well, we'll talk about that in just a second. But here you have that grilled marinated flank beef or flank steak. It makes about eight servings when when it's done, um, you know, when prepared well and you are, you know, looking when you've obtained that two pounds of flank steak. I mean, true enough, you can adjust it to the number of servings that you'd like. Um, so customize it, make it yours. Now, the talk on the subject, though, of slicing it on the on the bias or cutting the beef on the bias. Okay. What it, what they're talking about there is actually slicing the meat against the grain. And again, you know, you've heard that, you know, over and over or mention it in different probably food shows and so forth about, Oh, you're going to slice the, uh, the, the cabbage on the bias or slice the, um, the meat on the bias. Well, it is important um, to do that uh, because it's not 
<laughs> it is not so much that you know you're trying to get that prettiness and color and 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 because I mean for myself uh, presentation is everything so yes for me yeah I, I enjoy that but the reason why you want to do that again is it allows for uh, a chewier piece of meat one um, that could be tender if it was sliced differently or more too tender if it's sliced you know differently um, and that's not really what you want you want meat that has some type of substance along with it um, cutting it along the bias or against the grain um, is important because one you do have to find the the grain or the direction so the grain being the way that the muscle for muscle fibers are aligned and then you're cutting across those grains rather than parallel with it um, it retains that moisture uh, it, it the taste of the beef itself it just it 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 I can, without ex- hmm. I'm trying to find the best way to dis- describe that but the taste of it is different when you are cutting it against the bias um, and I don't, uh, you, <laughs> we're going to leave it at that <laughs> we're going to leave it at that you know and that that's basically what it means uh, and you know further discussion can be had about why you do it that way uh, and how the different cuts are but you know again cutting against the bias just ensures that you're going to have a juicier piece of of beef or meat that you're working with so uh education there we're educated a little bit more (laughs) okay so uh another recipe gosh it's not it's not another recipe day because there are other subjects or topics but you know you you covered you know plant-based meat base gotta throw in a little bit of dessert in there now i don't know if anyone has seen or maybe even heard of a hawaiian cheesecake salad but it just sounds amazing (laughs) and trust me the video looks uh quite appetizing uh and i'm gonna share that with you um, it was one that I, that I came across while just finding uh, different topics and recipes to discuss with you. But before I do that, again, I want to encourage anyone, uh, any of the listeners out there, if you're interested in making a comment about the show, you know, a suggestion of your own, feel free to do so. Uh, give us a call here at uh, 651-200-3479. Again, that number is 651-200-3479, or else you can always leave me uh, a message on my Facebook page, um, comment, and let me know what you think. Uh, you never know. You could be on the air. want to thank those uh, for listening also uh, on the TuneIn app. Um, again, you can always hear my show streaming live on the TuneIn app. So uh, if you download that app today, you could hear my show, The Unbougie Foodie, every Saturday at 10 a.m. And that's wherever you are 
on any of your mobile devices. <laughs> but onto the Hawaiian cheesecake salad. The Hawaiian cheesecake salad. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to read you the ingredients and, uh, you know, go through the instructions on that as well. Uh, so first, one eight-ounce package of cream cheese. Uh, again, I suppose I could say that I do have a preference. Philadelphia cream cheese. Yeah. I. I it, you don't have to do Philadelphia, but, you know, still, <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, so if you're having sushi and it's Philadelphia, a Philadelphia roll, yeah. <laughs> um, so one eight ounce package of cream cheese, one three uh, quarter, um, 3.4 ounce package of instant cheesecake pudding, um, again, unprepared. One cup of International Delight French de- Vanilla Creamer. One pound of strawberries, hulled and sliced. Hulled meaning the stem has actually been removed already and it's just sliced up. Um, and if you're you know, trying to find a really easy way to actually hold the strawberry, use a straw. Start from the bottom of the strawberry and then push it up through um, to the stem and it'll come out quite easily actually. Or uh, if you go to maybe your local... Uh, <laughs> food uh, and utensils uh, department store <laughs> uh, or ones that focus on food and cutlery and culinary arts at home uh, yeah you might find a strawberry um, uh, a strawberry stem remover and it's just a little push button. Very simple. I think it's like $8 probably. But trust me, when you're doing, you know, strawberries and you want to remove those stems really quick. I mean, literally, it's like a little claw. I'm getting off topic, but just trying to help you with getting the strawberries whole. But yeah, find that out. But if you don't have that or you can't get that, uh, make sure you're using a straw again from the bottom of the strawberry and then push it straight through. Uh, and that stem is just going to pop right out. And that's all it is. And then just make sure you're slicing it. Next is four mandarin oranges peeled and sectioned. And man, do I love mandarin oranges. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I could sit and eat uh, mandarin oranges all day. <laughs> uh, I think that's an obsession of mine. One. <laughs> Uh, next is one 20 ounce can of pineapple tidbits drained. So you don't want it, um, you know, your cheesecake to be liquidy like that. Well, your cheesecake salad, I should say. So uh, I think I have a bad habit of uh, you know, when I'm draining certain fruits and so forth. I put them in a cup when I don't need the juice and then just kind of like put it in the refrigerator. Uh, add a little... <laughs> Uh, soda water to it <laughs> and uh, I drink it like a refreshing beverage <laughs> now of course that's me I don't know about anybody else you could you could choose to do that and tell me what you think uh, tell me if I'm crazy but I I don't like let things like that go to waste especially gosh if it's pineapple uh, or peaches 
Gosh, yeah. Can you just imagine right now? Um, next is three kiwis peeled and cut in half moons. And kiwis, you know, the little hairy fruit with the seeds on the inside, whatever. Make sure you're peeling it, though, because you don't want to have that uh, outer skin. Make sure it's peeled all the way to that first layer of the fruit itself. So, again, three kiwis peeled and cut into half moons. Two mangoes cut into bite-sized chunks. One banana cut into coins. And then a juice of a half a lemon. It's a lot of fruit. And if I'm not careful, I will make a fruit salad and not be able to do the the cheesecake portion of it. And I will have a fruit salad instead of the cheesecake salad. Um, but yes, we our purpose is to have the cheesecake salad. <laughs> so next on the instructions, what you want to do in a medium tall bowl, um, you want to use uh, the, perhaps like a measuring cup Um Use a electric mixer with the cream cheese until it becomes really smooth. And you got to be careful about that because it may, you know, become be a little bit stiff when you're starting out, but it will actually loosen up. Next, you're going to add the uh, dry pudding mix and be, uh, beat that or whip that in until it's uh, combined really well. Um, you're then going to put your mixer on low, which is the next step. And then you're slowly going to add the creamer to the cream cheese mix. And then you, using a tablespoon at a time, uh, you're going to add that uh, the creamer until it becomes really smooth. Uh, the mixture is really combined with the cream cheese. And you're going to keep doing that until the creamer has been added to the entire whip, uh, mixture. And then you're going to whip that really, really smoothly. Next... Here's where you're adding and combining all of your ingredients that we've talked about. So in a large bowl, you're going to combine strawberries, oranges, the pineapple, the kiwi, the mango, uh, and then the cheesecake mixture to the fruit. Uh, and you're going to fold in your cheesecake mixture into the fruit. So you're not going to be stirring because stirring is actually going to crush uh, the fruit. You really want to kind of be... Uh, gentle with it and I think the best way to do a fold or folding in the cheesecake mixture with the fruit is to use a spatula or maybe if you have a silicone uh, spoon um, that's more flat than uh, a shallow scoop um, start from the bottom or along the side of the bowl and then kind of like lift up and turn over lift up and turn over so that's what they're meaning by fold um and then just continue to do that until um you know it's it's mixed um now even though we said that the fruit mixture it did mention or we left out that you know the banana coins and the lemon juice those are added in afterwards so again, you want to, uh, after you've combined the cheesecake mixture with the fruits that we talked about, the strawberries, the oranges, pineapple, kiwi, and mango, um, then afterwards you want to then add in the banana coins and then the lemon juice. And um, then you're just going to simply mix that in. Um, and then 
again doing the whole fold um, with the uh, with the entire mixture, and then you put it in the refrigerator uh, until it's until you want to serve it until it's ready. You want to chill it. Um, it's always good to um, keep put it cold. You want it to kind of get firm, a little firm. But not too much because, again, I mean, it is a, a cheesecake salad. So you're the mixture that you've done with the cheesecake, excuse me, the cream cheese um, and the cheesecake pudding uh, packaging, um, French vanilla and the creamer and so on. Um, that is what is going to give it that cheesecake type of uh, flavor. Um And gosh, and I was just thinking that if you really wanted to even make it more so. Um, a presentation of that would be to have nice clear bowl make sure you maybe pre prepare some graham cracker crumbs and put that in the bottom portion of these maybe a small bowl or even a ramekin let's just say um, that graham cracker and then spoon in your cheesecake salad mixtures the fruits and and so forth. So not only are they getting the, if you would, the essence of, you know, hey, gosh, I'm having a cheesecake, but literally they are tasting graham cracker crumbs because what really is a cheesecake without having some type of graham cracker <laughs> crumble or something or that lay that base layer? Yeah. Ideas as we're coming up on the air. <laughs> that's not, trust me, that's not even in the uh, recipe. It was just something that, you know, I thought of and said it needs to be mentioned. It needs to be talked about. Uh, cheesecake is just even if it is just not a, a actual cheesecake um, to have those crumbles or that graham cracker uh, type of uh, crumbs incorporated. I'm quite sure adds to that deliciousness of that Hawaiian cheesecake salad. So this one, uh, this cheesecake salad and also uh, the uh, flank steak, uh, marinated flank steak is going to be on the website available for you to, if you didn't have a a chance or opportunity to, uh, you know, record that as i was going through the information but it will also be available for you um on the unbougie foodie um facebook page um remember that my shows are also recorded so if you've missed this one you will have the opportunity to well if you're listening so (laughs) missing a show you still have an opportunity to listen to past shows by going to SoundCloud and just searching for the Unbougie Foodie. Also, it uh, the shows are also available and made possible uh, through Stitcher. Uh, so again, all these various media types that you can catch the Unbougie Foodie on past shows uh, readily available for your convenience and for you to listen on any of your mobile devices. So these are actually going to be available again um, on you know on the site or at facebook facebook.com the ambuji foodie uh promise that i was going to talk about seventh street live uh more details and information are going to be coming up uh in the upcoming months and weeks and so forth but uh 
really save the date people because uh, August 26th is going to be such a wonderful uh, day and family friendly event for you to bring your entire crew out to. Uh, again, uh, WEQY is hosting um, 7th Street Live. And again, um, it will be right here in St. Paul, uh, 895 7th Street. Uh, and that's going to be St. Paul, Minnesota, 55106. It will be from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Yes. Food, vendors, fun, uh, music. There's even going to be a parade art. So, yeah, they're making it totally a, a safe atmosphere and enjoyable for you to spend a few hours, even if it's just for a short time to come out and uh, enjoy the the event. You know, again, make sure you save that date, August 26th, hosted by uh, WEQY 104.7. Your voice of the east side yes the voice of the east side 7th street live august 26 12 to 6 looking forward to seeing you all out there so make sure you come out and and enjoy yourself okay so last thing i really wanted to kind of share you know at one point early on in the segment early episodes of the unbougie foodie we had a segment called get your group on haha and we're bringing it back it's important to tell people about ways to enjoy new places perhaps that they have not uh, visited or known about within the community and if they could do so being on a budget even more so why not so there are two get your groupons that I want to talk about. One is Mexican food at La Cabana. La Cabana, you get $15 for $30. So you actually reverse that. You get $30 worth of food for $15. Uh, and, you know, that is available right now. So make sure you go on Groupon uh, and check that out. Um, and, you know, they're a very popular seller, very popular in the community. Um, now, mind you, uh, you do have time limits on your Groupons, but it's important to uh, grab it while you can because you know how Groupons are. They sell out kind of quick. <laughs> so if you're interested in finding out where La Cabana is, it is in the Dayton's Bluff area, which is 863 uh, East 7th Street, that's St. Paul, 55106. Uh, and they just have one location, but it's a great location. Uh, great food, authentic. I mean, mm, there have been some people that have visited there and talked very highly about it. But, you know, they keep, uh, you know, it's authentic. Uh, they have adult beverages available as well, if you're interested. Uh, but, Come on, can't go wrong with having all the varieties of types of meats that are that you're familiar with uh, at, you know, having a taco. Sounds good right about now, doesn't it? I mean, we're getting close to it's probably gosh, we're getting close to the end of the hour. Wow. But still, there's nothing wrong with having a taco in the morning <laughs> or having some type of uh, 
Mexican cuisine. <laughs> so if you're interested, again, it's $30 of food for $15, and that's like 50% off. Uh, and yeah, it's in the neighborhood. So go ahead and grab that one right here in St. Paul. Next one is, and this one, you probably have to be a person that uh, enjoys well, not even enjoys, but you're just trying to probably find uh, your a great butcher or meat service in the area. Uh, Angus Meat Market. Angus Meat Market is located at 2700 Maplewood Drive. That is in St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, 55109. And you're wondering, okay, gosh, what what kind of uh, you know Groupon can you have for them? Come on now, don't be. Don't be that way. Uh, there are they offer a number of different uh, opportunities for you to get some really great meat. For instance, five uh, pounds of uh, lean brisket and and short rib meat ground together. So you know brisket and ground and uh, short rib meat. I mean, it's a high quality meat. The two of them together. So. Normally, it would be about $34, $35, actually. You could get that at about 37% off, so $22, and that's five pounds. There are other uh, options that are available. You could get that same mixture uh, for $43 for 10, at 10 pounds, and then 15 pounds at uh, 86 So, you know, you are, and then, you know, you get an extra $10 off, uh, you know, for the 15, it ends today though, so you got to be quick. Um, and then for the 10 pound, it's five dollars off, and then for the five pound, it is two dollars off. So you're looking at a really great bargain, actually. And Angus Meat Market is uh, a highly um, sought off, sought out uh, meat market, uh, a number. I'm going to just put that out there. You know, I try to be uh, very honest with you in places that I've gone or enjoyed food. I have not gone to this meat market, but I have have I have friends that have gone driven from Minneapolis to come over to Angus Meat Market to get certain cuts of meat. Uh, and these are folks that I know that cook and you know home chefs that are really very particular about their their types of meat and or butchers that they go to so yeah angus meat market thank you very much for providing great and quality meat uh if you're interested in finding out more information about them you could go to angusmeatmarket.com uh to just again learn more about them but again here we are on get you know in our segment called get your groupon make sure you're going out there and grabbing that groupon you know if you're interested so there are so many other meats and everything but here they're just providing for ground beef come on now we're going into summer people are grilling hamburgers and so forth why not uh get a good cut of meat or not a good cut excuse me get a good quality uh ground beef i mean that meat is going to be juicy oh, can you imagine yeah Mouth watering already. Here we are at the end of the show. Dang. 
man, it's it goes by so quickly. But as always, gosh, thank you all so much for tuning in, you know, with me, your Ambuji foodie. Uh, I'm so excited for the upcoming weeks um, because what's coming up in the next couple of months? Fair food, fair food, people. I mean, okay, couple, and I did say a couple of months. So I didn't say a couple of weeks, a couple of months. So fair you know that I'm going to bring you all my reviews and thoughts and so forth about the fair food. I might have a a few guests coming along out of town and they'll be on the air and being able to experience everything it, there is about <laughs> the Minnesota State Fair. So, yeah, it's always interesting to hear about hear from other people's point of view or perspective that are from out of state halfway across the country if you would <laughs> uh, and their take on some of these different foods and preparations uh, you know at the state fair so I'm really excited but not only because of that but you know within the same month August you know there is 7th Street Live um, prior to that uh, is just you know number of different food uh, opportunities and things that you could do and get out with your family to do. So, yeah, make sure you do that. Oh, gosh, I could ramble on and on. You know about food. Uh, but so ends our day. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you, all my listeners uh, on the TuneIn app and uh, across uh, other social media uh, areas that are listening to WEQY. Again, 104.7, uh, the voice of the east side. Uh, but again, tuning into my show, uh, I hope it provided you with some exciting places and ideas on what to do uh, for maybe a cuisine, uh, as well as kept you food conscious and aware. So as I like to end every show, I want to encourage you never to let anyone tell you what type of food you to be, because really, it is all about the food. Until next time, people, take care and peace.